0: Welcome to the brand new edition of the Keith Ergo Show, starring Fordham men's basketball coach, Keith Ergo. I'm Andrew Bogish. Coach Ergo's Rams at the moment, 14-4 and four overall, 2-3 and three in the Atlantic 10, in between Pennsylvania games, a thrilling win at LaSalle last weekend, a trip to Duquesne coming up this weekend. Coach, thanks as always for letting me hang out with you. How are you today?
1: Fantastic, Andrew. I appreciate you uh, always, man. Professional and, and uh, excited to be back on here.
0: Um, Coach, it took us two episodes for people to have enough of just you and I hanging out, so we've called in some help for today's show. Uh, He's from Ohio, Youngstown State, now in year two here in the Bronx, currently number six in the A-10 in scoring. Everybody should know by now who we're talking about. It's the one and only Darius Quisenberry hanging out today, too. DQ, what's up, man? How are you?
2: I'm great. Uh, Thanks for having me a part of the show.
0: Yeah, and uh, I listened to you and Coach on your podcast, On the Q with DQ. It's uh, available, by the way, at WFUV Sports' YouTube page. Um, you guys had a really great, deep, heavy, thoughtful conversation.
2: I'm going to go a little bit lighter today, though, if you don't mind. What do you guys think? That's, that's <laughs> perfectly fine. Uh, I mean, that's just kind of the approach I try to take on my podcast is try to ask questions that, that most people wouldn't ask or try to get to a deeper meaning um, outside of basketball.
0: It was, it was great. And it was questions I would have never thought to ask him and ask him coach, like, how does he define being a good dad? That's a, and I've got two kids of my own. That's a that's yeah. a big question. I still don't have a good answer for you. And I was listening to it this morning. <laughs> so it was like eight hours ago. And that's not a good answer. Um, but we're, we're sitting here guys coming off a big win, a much needed win. Coach, take me back to the final seconds with Antrell coming up the court, ball in his hand. What was supposed to happen? And yeah. uh, what were your emotions when that ball mm-hmm. went through the rim? Through the rim. Well, yeah,
1: you know, our emotions—I don't really think about it until after the final buzzer. Obviously. Honestly, for me, I, I didn't even realize how much time was on. I was just concentrating on making sure we were locked in on make and getting another stop. You know, however much time was on the clock, and um, that was not the design play. The design play was actually for Darius to drive right and make a play, um, but they did a good job of defending Darius and he was smart enough to give it up and Darius and, and Antrell was prepared, ready to go. He got to a spot, which everybody who, who, who watches us play and, and, and Antrell play, they know that he's uh, he's a very good mid-range pull-up jump shooter and that's what he's comfortable with. So he got to that left-handed pull-up and uh, fortunately uh, shot it with some confidence and it was great. And after the game, you know, the locker room was, was uh, a lot of fun and, That's what we want to make sure these guys do. We enjoy the victories for as long as we can. And before we get back to work, these guys work really hard. and They deserve the fruits of their label. I was really proud of the fact that, you know, the game was up and down. We were up, we were down, and we never never really stopped um, having a, a, a positive road attitude, as we call it. And we had a number of guys come in and play, like Patrick Kelly. And obviously, Will Richardson had a big game. So a number of guys, everybody who stepped on the floor at any point in time Gave us a huge lift and produced, and that's what it's got to be um, in the Atlantic Ten, specifically on the road. So, really thrilled with our resiliency and uh, and and playing until the final buzzer, and that's that's something we're really excited about.
0: So, I was listening in the car, so I didn't see the play. I went home, opened up the Twitter account for the for the team, saw the highlight and at first. Coach, I actually thought that you put your arms in the air before the ball went in. I thought at first yeah. you knew it was going in. But I think it actually went, you put your arms up after it went through. So I wanted to give you credit for maybe seeing the future, but, but maybe not in reality.
1: Well, I was actually on the baseline, and I know that's Antrell's spot. And Antrell's a winner. So I knew uh, as soon as it left his hands, I was literally behind the basket. It looked good from the moment it left his hands. So, um, you know, I was I was excited for that, obviously.
0: Darius, I don't know if you guys think this way, but – there's a huge difference between two and three and one and four record wise in the Atlantic 10. So how significant was getting that win in a game that like coach said, you guys were up, then you were down, fought back and stole it. How significant is that win for you guys?
2: Um, It's huge for us. And it's huge for our team's confidence uh, to believe that uh, we're meant to be here. We're supposed to be here, but also truthfully, in my opinion, uh, I believe we're supposed to be four and one. Uh, That's the type of team I believe we have. That's the type of, caliber of players and, and team we have as well coaches uh, coaches put together uh, tremendous game plans every time um, we try to follow as best as we can uh, with coach Ergo as the lead um, and stuff like that so for us that was a huge win uh, on the road uh, at a, a foul team that just came off two wins they were on a, a two-game win streak um, so for us that was that was definitely a huge victory.
0: Darius, Coach, already mentioned Will, hit uh, had, had some shots late in the Dayton game, had the big effort against LaSalle. You're kind of the old man on this team now, so what do you see from, from the young guys like Will?
2: Um, just tremendously proud of his, his continuous effort to get better. He's been in the sponge, asking me all type of questions as the old guy on the team, um, and he's just trying to learn, uh, taking it day by day, progressing, and you can see it starting to pay off. The game's starting to slow down a little bit for him, um, and he's starting to pick and choose his spots, uh, which, is, which is good for him, which he needs to do and he needs to do for our team, uh, especially if we get in the league play and guys are starting to take away number one, number two options. We need other, we need other guys to, to step up and to take part in those roles and scoring the ball. Um, as for the other freshmen, everybody else is coming along just as well, too, where Dean is starting to find his nits. Eliza Gray as well. Um, everybody, obviously, Andrew's out right now, but those guys are really coming along well.
0: Keith, is it hard when you see Will play that well? Do you want to ask more of him, push him more? How do you, you know? Is it hard to be patient sometimes when you see somebody maybe starting to finally take off for the first time in his career?
1: No, you know what? He's just—I uh, like any other freshman. Like my, Darius mentioned, the game is starting to slow down. He's a—he's coach's son. The kid—he works as hard as anybody on the uh, on the team. And you know, for him, I think he's just—he's starting to be a little bit more aggressive. He's not looking over his shoulder anytime. He's not worried about making mistakes, and you know I think he's focused a lot more on the defensive end, understanding that if he defends and rebounds, he's going to play more minutes. And as a result, the offense is just kind of falling in place. And what it does for us is it allows uh, you know Darius to to play off the ball a little bit more, and Antrell, who's who's really good at cutting off ball and setting good screens, so it opens some things up and relieves some pressure. On guys like Darius, and as a result, Darius had a couple more open looks and driving space opportunities um, than he typically does, and that's what we need uh, because everybody's just so much more focused on Darius and shutting him down. So to have another guy who can go off the dribble and get to the rim because he's got quick burst and with the way he's shooting the ball now, they have to they have to respect that. It's, uh, it's not just opening things up for him. It's opening things up for uh, guys like Darius, which is really important as we move forward.
0: Darius, I wanted to go back to kind of like day zero for you. I should know this by now. I don't. How did you end up at Fordham? When you put your name in the portal from Youngstown State, how did you end up here two years ago?
2: Um, just the relationship I built with Coach Ergo and uh, former Coach Neptune. um, Just the relationship I built with them and the what they expressed to me as they're gonna build me as a man off the court, but also the things they they showed me that proved and showed the blueprint of the plenty of pros that they've had, the, the example of the right way to play basketball. Um, and I felt like that was something I needed in my game because I've always been able to play free at Youngstown State, go score the ball, do different things. But I felt like they were gonna hold me accountable every day, which Coach Ergo does, and then also Demand the, the best out of me to where at the end, I'll get what I want. And also the university of Fordham will get what it wants, which is winning.
0: But you guys were all strangers, right? Like you didn't know anybody from high school recruiting. You guys started off from, from scratch, right?
2: Yes, sir. Absolutely. I didn't actually, the only person I knew which actually came late was Trey Woodall. That was the only person I knew, but he still didn't recruit me. He came late to this staff. He was actually recruiting me to say Bonaventure at the <laughs> time when they recruited me to Fordham. And then he came to Fordham, and now that's how I got to Fordham. Well, you know, on a
0: personal note, I think you made a good choice, but also on a geographical <laughs> one, we've all been to Olean, and it's a nice place to be <laughs> for like 36 hours, but you don't want to stay there for a couple of winters. I've be been.
2: Oh, yes, sir. Sorry, so uh, Ancel Tarts and Kyle Rose actually just walked through at the training table.
0: <laughs> well, you know what? That's funny. I was going to bring those guys up because I've mentioned this to Coach before. It's very obvious to me, and it's very impressive to me. You three guys in particular care a lot about Fordham, care a lot about defending the Rose Hill gym, and only Kyle's been here the entire time. You and and Antrell obviously came here after the fact. Where does that come from? Because, And to be honest, it's been lacking at times in the past. So where does that respect and and almost love for Fordham come from for you guys?
2: Um, I feel like we're just trying to be an image of our head coach. I mean, Coach Ergo, uh, does a great job of just bringing passion to Fordham University and his father was a Fordham alum so you can see how he coaches on the sidelines. You can see the passion he brings to practice every day and personally me and, and Kyle Rosen and Charles Tarzan are just trying to be that image of him on the court um, playing with passion, playing for the, for the name on the front of the chest, on the front of the jersey rather than the name on the back and we just try to focus on it every day because if you focus on that, Coach Ergo talks about it all the time if you just focus on your team and being the best teammate you can be, all your personal accolades will take care of itself. So, um and that's just what we try to focus on every day. Um and take pride in the front of the jersey.
0: Coach, what do you feel when you hear answers like that about, you know, such nice things about you and your and the program?
1: Yeah, I mean obviously that you know um the relationships are why we do what we do, why we coach and why I certainly got into the business and um being a part of this fordham community you know, the passionate fan base, the wonderful alumni, you know, they treated myself, our staff, and and really our players incredibly well. And, you know, as many times as we can, we've gotten out into the community and we've seen the passion and these players have felt that. And, um, you know, they, they understand the value of a Fordham degree and the education and what it can do 40 years down the line. So, understanding and taking pride in the name of the front of the jersey is something we've tried to preach every day we've gotten here and and these guys have really enjoyed it because they've seen and they have gratitude towards the, the fan base and and when it is rocking Rose Hill is tremendous and it's a home court advantage. So um you know for me to hear him say that uh, it means a lot to me because you know again it's about the relationships for the next 30 to 40 years of our lives. That's why we do what we do and We feel really good about the fact that we got a wonderful group of young men who who have taken pride in there in the university, both on and off the court. And uh, ultimately, they're talented enough that if they really, truly develop that feeling, we feel like it's going to produce the best basketball product we can as a team. So, um, you know, I appreciate that. And obviously, it's really good for our young guys to continue to hear.
0: Darius, uh, I'm going to put coach on mute just for a second. You guys were very um very vocal when coach Neptune went back to Villanova. You guys were on social media telling anybody who would listen that this full-time job should go to coach Urgo. Um now that he's had it for a little while, any any regrets on being so strongly <laughs> behind him?
2: Uh, absolutely not, man. I feel like <laughs> I mean, Leaf has so many talks about it. Like I feel like everything happens for a reason. I'm a big big believer in that. I'm a big believer in Christ. Um, and I feel like we've been put together for a reason. Um, as you can see, the season's going well, but you know, what I mean, our my relationship was already good with Coach Ergo, but it's just already grown tremendously through this season. Um, just through like we've had talks about walking in the office and don't even talk about basketball. We'll just talk about life. And I feel like when you when you have a coach that cares about you and breeds confidence into you, you wanna go that much harder for them. You wanna win just that much more just because you want them to be successful just as much as you want to be successful because of your relationship, and I feel like that's what Coach Argo is building here at Fordham University, and that's why I believe he's going to be a tremendous, tremendous head coach for years to come.
0: Can you take us behind the scenes? What's he like pregame, postgame? I, I think I saw some dancing after the Tulane win. Give me something that we can't see yeah. from the outside about him.
2: Um, that, that, this oh. man's always passionate, like always passionate. And he's a he 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 has a, a child. I want to say childish. He can be fun. I would say that he can be fun. He'll sometimes <laughs> like when we go on road trips and stuff. He'll hide behind stuff and, and jump out and scare guys or like little things he does just to keep the passion and the fun still for guys to for all the freshmen, everybody in the program to have fun as well. Not always just business. That's what I think a lot of people don't see about him. He's a real fun guy.
0: All right, coach. What about Darius? So he's a, a burgeoning media mogul. He's got a clothing brand. He's pretty good at basketball. What else we got on him?
1: Yeah. You know what? Um, he's, he's got a face for radio. That's, that's one of the most important pieces <laughs> we talk about, but you know, no, I, I mean, you, he speaks for itself. I mean, how many, how many uh, young athletes and, and student athletes do you hear that uh, feel as confident as he does in front of a camera or in front of a microphone? And, um, you know, he's taking advantage of everything that Fordham has to offer with his podcast and with with um, getting a, another degree. I mean, people don't realize this isn't a young man who just transferred. He graduated from Youngstown State in three years. He didn't transfer after three years. He was a graduate transfer. I don't know a whole lot of people, certainly in my experience, that uh, graduate in three years without playing a sport, let alone being a, a Division One high major athlete, in addition to graduating in three years, it's, it's almost impossible to do with the time demands that you have as an athlete. So, you know, his his accolades, his maturity speaks for itself. And, you know, he, he chose to come here to be a trailblazer. Very few kids um, at his age have the ability to help, you know, uh, change a program, an entire program and the direction of it. And he'll be a legend here for a number of reasons, whether or not we win or lose or whatever it might be. He's paved the way for the future of Ford basketball, both on and off the court. And what I love about him is he's a great kind of example of how to go about your business off the court Uh, as much as he is on the court for our young guys. They all see the fact that, he's got his hand in his podcast and he's doing this and he's doing that. He's got a clothing company. He goes to Lincoln center for his courses every night. and He's in the gym constantly and he eats right. He sleeps, right. He's in the cold tubs. He takes care of his body. He treats and acts as if he, he treats himself and he acts as a professional. And for young guys like Will Richardson with Elijah gray, Angel Montas, Ramad Dean and all the others and, and Noah best and, to have a guy in the locker room that you're getting to use as an example of what you need to become, hopefully before you get to his age. Um, That's what you're looking to do when you're trying to build something that's sustainable for the future. And when you have leaders like that who truly are selfless, it makes it a lot easier and it makes it a lot more fun. Um, And he understands he's never satisfied with his own game and he's never satisfied with, uh, with, with our team. And, and he won't be until the final buzzer. So um, you know, for us, he 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 means the world to me. He means the world to this program, but he also has a long way to go and he understands that both in life and, and also basketball. So um, you know, um very excited to have him be a part of our program for sure.
0: Darius, when I knew you were coming on, I started to reach out to get some dirt on you. And uh at Mama Quiz sent me a DM got <laughs> to ask you two things. First of all, tell me about one on one against your sister in the backyard.
2: <laughs> um those are probably the two most fierce competitors i've ever played against my sister and my older brother um well she, my sister played at cincinnati university of cincinnati women's basketball um and then my brother ended up playing d3 um and stuff but uh, my sister was probably the best girl best female athlete i have seen play a game of basketball from High school, she was just dominant, two thousand plus point scorer, all that. When she got to college, still dominant, role changing, talking on defense, playing against the best women's team ever, UConn. You know what I mean? They had UConn in their conference, so they're playing UConn every other week. Um, but so we're in the backyard and we're playing, and this is just kind of a testament to like our family and my father and stuff. So we're playing, we're playing twenty one, me, my sister, my brother, and I have nineteen, obviously, and I'm going up for a layup and she just shoves me. I'm talking about. Two hands right in my back, right into the pole. Boom, I bless my face. My nose is bleeding. And I think I lost my bottom tooth, two of them. And so I'm like, you know what? I'm done. I quit. I'm trying to run inside and stuff. And then my father, he never let me quit at anything when I was younger. Like, no matter what it was, if I was hurt, crying as a kid, whatever, you know how kids cry and try to quit. He never, ever let me quit at anything. Then he go back out there and finish the game. I lost the game. I didn't want to play. So I ended up losing the game to my older sister. But but that that's the that's the backstory between the the one-on-one between uh, my sister.
0: All right. And the other thing is uh what happened in Mr. Gordon's yard on Parkwood? <laughs> uh, oops, uh, so
2: so we we had By this... the way,
1: sister's my next hire.
2: So now <laughs> <I've got laughs> no, no, seriously. Uh, she right. is uh, she is one tough, tough woman. Uh, she holds a bunch of records at uh UC for strength and stuff. Uh, but um so we had this guy next to us who lived, uh, his name was Mr. Gordon. And he had his tomato plant and he loved it. He loved all his, like, he did uh, gardening in his backyard. And he was like, uh, I want to say, he, he was kind of heavy on the drinking. Let's just say that. He was okay. his, <laughs> one of those guys. Um. So when we used to play in our backyard, our basketball hoop was right by the fence. So if you missed, it would always go over the, over the top or Go over the fence, and they would always force. I was the youngest out of out of five, so I was the youngest. And they would always make me go over the fence. And he used to come out there with his cane and try to hit you. He would always come out there and try to hit you and make you go back over the fence and stuff. Uh, so they would always force me to go over there, and I was never scared. I used to jump out there. Sometimes I used to wait on him to see how fast I could get back over the fence and just mess with him sometimes. But but he was a good guy. I, I miss Mr. Gordon. I'll, I'll R.I.P. to Mr. Gordon. He's he's resting easy now.
0: Well, yeah, your mom uh your mom connected with me on Twitter last year, and uh she was the first thing I thought of. I gotta get some dirt on you. So I'm glad she <laughs> yeah.
2: answered a DM this morning. I appreciate it. Yeah, that. She, she she's one that always gonna respond. She's very uh very active on that.
0: <laughs> um coach, we're sitting here. I think this is the last time you guys have a like the the midweek off. You're you got nothing on this weekday. Is this half recovery and then half kind of extra practice because you have more time how do you handle this kind of mini bye week
1: yeah you know unfortunately two of our bye weeks are 2 bye bi-weeks are within the first kind of three and a half weeks of the season so um it's good and bad you know in the non-conference I think why we were we were successful is because we were we were playing every two to three days and we got in a rhythm um And then, you know, unfortunately, we had a seven-day break over Christmas, another seven-day break between our first and second at like 10 games. Now we got another one. But um, we needed to get healthy. Zach Riley obviously was out, got injured, had had an ankle sprain against uh, uh, Dayton in the second half. And so the extra time has helped him get a little bit more healthy. Some other guys were banged up and, you know, give some time to rest a little bit. But – um, practice is, is really important so the beginning of the week we we really focus a lot on ourselves and getting better uh, executing a lot better on the on both ends and it's funny our roster is such where you got six older guys Rasta coming off the bench he's really old so it was the the, the starting five strike right? and then um, everybody else is kind of freshman even Zach Riley's a freshman so it's either really old or really young, nothing in the middle, so those two two days of practice, as many practices we can we can have where we're not necessarily preparing for the opponent but focusing more on us is really good for us to continue to build experience with our young guys, build trust with our older and young guys as well, um, so th- that was really the beginning of the week was about us, and now we'll focus a little bit more on Duquesne today and, and tomorrow and um, just continue to try to, you know, get better each and every day, which is the ultimate goal, and Uh, Hopefully we can be the best team we can be by the end of the year, but it's going to be a grind. These young guys don't really necessarily understand that school started up again this, this week. So we're second semester is on. We travel a ton here in the next couple of weeks. And, you know, before you know it, it'll be March. And these guys don't necessarily realize I know Darius does because it's his last go at it. But when you have a young group like that, so many of us anyway, they don't realize the next 30 to 40 days is going to be an absolute blur. And next thing you know, it'll be middle of March and we'll be playing in Brooklyn.
0: You know, Darius said it way back at the beginning, uh, two and three in conference right now, but there's a way that you could be four and one. Maybe the, you know, the Dayton game was the one that, you know, was just yeah. kind of out of your hands right away. But so through five games, home games, road games, different type of opponents, different types of, you know, individual yeah. different paths within the game. What have you learned about your club through these? The last was a three weeks of conference play.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, we're, we're never out of a game. We're, we're always confident that regardless of what the outcome is, we're going to play incredibly hard and stay as connected as we can for all 40 minutes. However, you know, we have yet to put together 25, 30 minutes of Fordham basketball. And what I mean by that is, you know, on both ends of the floor, you know, against Davidson, our defensive effort was absolutely fantastic, but we just couldn't score the ball offensively, right? Against Rhode Island, our offense started off slow, but turned up. I think we scored 80 points or 79 points. Problem is, our defensive transition, our transition defense was not what it had been, you know. And then, you know, what happened at Dayton it happened at Dayton. So, and even at LaSalle or even at St. Joe's, we played very, very good defense for stretches and very good offense for stretches. But for about a total of 20 minutes against St. Joe's and LaSalle, we have yet to get to 25 and 30. Ultimately, the goal is to get to 40, which typically, hopefully, for really good teams, happens sooner than later. But for most, it happens in February, in mid-February. You want to be playing your best basketball towards the end of the season, right? So we we want to hopefully get there sooner than that. Uh, but that is the ultimate goal. So, you know, to be two and three and not even come close to playing our best on both ends is exciting for us. But we've got to understand we've got to continue to get better each and every night. And if we can get to the point where we're playing 30 to 35 minutes, ultimately 40 minutes of of great basketball on both ends, we feel like we're good enough to beat anybody in front of us. But again, if you're not, you're certainly capable of losing to anybody in this league at any point in time. So um, that's our focus. Just trying to get better each and every day and get to the point where we're playing 40 minutes. And if we can do that, we feel like we're going to be inside four minute timeouts with a chance to win, no matter who we're playing or where we're playing.
0: Darius coach mentioned it first, so I'll keep going off it. Um, You know, the, the end is kind of near for your, for your college basketball career. Do you, do you feel the finish lines are freaking out at all that it's all of a sudden mid January. And that means it's almost March. (laughs)
2: Um uh, no, I don't, I don't think I'm really freaking out about it or anything, no, sir. Um, I think it's more of like a realization. Obviously, it crosses my mind. And, and honestly, when I, when I think about stuff like that, it just makes me go harder. Uh, it makes me get in the gym more, makes me more even more detailed uh, because you don't have that much time left. You don't have enough time to to mess up or slip on the little details. So um obviously, it crosses my mind sometimes. But no, I, I really don't think about the end too much
0: when coaches on your podcast you asked him where he saw himself 10 years from now so I'll ask you that question where are you going to be in 10 years
2: um, hopefully uh, I'll still be playing basketball uh, towards the end of my career hopefully I don't know how many years I'll play uh, whatever God has planned for me Um, and then afterwards I just want to be a sports analyst using my degree for what I I mean all the work I put in here with WFUV and Different podcasts I've been on, and just uh, try to use my degree for something, something special. Stay around the game, uh, mentor young guys. Uh, I feel like that's our goal in life—to leave things better than what we found it. Uh, that's what I'm trying to do with the program and stuff like that. So uh, after I'm done, hopefully ten years from now, I'll have a, a, a wonderful family, a wife and stuff. Hopefully, I don't know where wherever it goes, um, but uh, I'm just uh, kind of leaving it to God's hands. I wouldn't, I wouldn't
1: be shocked if he's coaching right here, right back here for them.
2: <laughs> yeah, he, would, he would want that I know he would but we'll see I, I told him I told him I don't want to be a coach but he said we all
1: said that at one point or another like 90% of the guys get back into coaching but we'll see uh, he, he could end up being in my opinion he, you know Darius could do so many different things and he could be Helpful in, in so many different areas, but I could see him giving back to his community or giving back to, uh, to all the young guys. I mean, I, I just I personally think and it doesn't necessarily mean you have a coach, but he's a leader in every sense of the word. So whether or not he's leading a program at that point or a part of a program or even you know, running his own company, I, I see him staying involved in, in the game of basketball and giving back to his community or giving back to younger guys because he's already doing it here right now. He's really good at it. And uh, I could see him definitely being a big time coach someday.
0: All right. I want to finish. I'm going to sneak this in. And if I'm not allowed to ask about it, we'll cut it out and no one will ever hear it. But in your conversation on Darius's podcast, at the very end, I think it was you coach mentioned the possibility of black uniforms. Is that yeah. a thing we might see before this season ends?
1: It will not happen this season. Uh, Um, that's an administration administrative call that will not happen this season. Um, however, with the announcement of Nike and some of the changes uh here at the university and guys like Darius Quisenberry, it's funny you mentioned that because I've challenged Darius multiple times because people don't know this. He was able and confident enough and a leader where he decided to get with his team, and his team wanted to present um, you know, a negotiation with the administration at Youngstown State, who had never wore black before, he was able to convince convince the administration to to allow them to wear it. So I challenged Darius, look, if that's something you would like to do, then go ahead and do it right here at Fordham. And of course, at this point, he is yet to do that.
2: But <laughs> that's different. That's different. It was in a different time. Okay. but go ahead well, go. either
1: way it, it, yeah but but here's the thing i try to tell darius whether or not it was during that moment we can't change the fact that that existed we need to continue to understand and build on that moment in time we can't forget about what happened we need to continue the process of of educating people on a daily basis especially right here where we just had martin luther king day right so you know i i think um darius has got so many other things that are going on that he forgot about that but I could foresee in the future, maybe maybe Darius is an advocate for it for next year. He might not reap the benefits, but if he could somehow convince the administration to to allow us to wear black uniforms in the future, I would make sure that he got one with his name on it for sure.
0: Now, Darius, have you seen the previous black Fordham uniforms from when I was a student? Have you seen a picture of those right. bad boys? And I never not. knew that
1: you were actually, I never knew that existed. I didn't know that they were
0: ever allowed. And yeah. now
1: that you're telling us that, not, now there's. That gives us leeway. Yeah. I mean, if, even, mm-hmm. So maybe, you know, maybe we could get it done this season. I don't so, know.
0: Yeah. Uh, you can find a picture of it. Uh, wow. Our good friend Joe DeBarry absolutely has a picture of them. They were not pretty. They were shiny. <laughs> they had a weird star instead of the A in Fordham. It was not it was not well done. So you got to promise me guys, if you go to black uniforms, they got to look cool this time around.
1: I don't doubt that for a second. You know, we have some, we have some things that we've worn at practice and also on the road that, uh, that have been fantastically designed in black. And so I, I don't think that we won't be doing it. I don't know when it'll happen, but I will make sure that when it does, they will look definitely, re- you know, maybe even we'll go retro. I don't know. Not retro. So when you, you obviously have seen them in the past, but um, you know, I, I will make sure that the players are involved. And I think that's something that, you know, I want to make sure always takes place here. You know, when you have great leadership and good, good guys, we want to make sure we run everything through the players. They're the ones who get to rock it out. and So they should be able to wear what they want to wear. They represent us and the institution at the highest of levels. So we should give them a little bit more say in what happens, but, um, and I appreciate you bringing that up.
0: Yeah, my idea for alternates was gray with maroon Fordham in the script, which I love, which might, I think might look kind of cool too. But again, you if, know, if what? You do black well, I'm all for it.
1: I gotta be honest yeah, with I'm you. Right. I'd like to have, I'll be real with you. We would love to have four four uniforms. We want to have. We want to white. We want to have gray. We want to well, and, white, white, maroon. We want to have gray and we want to have black. Those are the four uniforms that I've suggested uh, moving forward, and hopefully they come to fruition. We'd like to wear all four of those at different times, starting next next season.
0: Love it, guys! This was awesome, Darius. Thanks so much for joining us. And seriously, you um, you wear that form across your chest really well on the floor and off it. Uh, and again, speaking as an alum, we appreciate everything you've done the last year plus, and looking forward to the last two months uh, of you on campus on the court. So thanks again for joining us today. We really it's been awesome hanging out.
2: Thank you so much for having me, and I appreciate those kind words you just said. Um, just trying to just stay on a track that you guys have laid out for us already. Um, you guys have done a tremendous job in the community and a long base. You guys help us out. You guys support us. Um, so we, we appreciate you just as much as you appreciate us. Thank you.
0: And again, it's uh, it's on the queue with DQ, his podcast, find that uh, WFUV sports YouTube page uh, and catch the Fordham Rams right now. We're, we're talking before a Duquesne game over the weekend, then it's at on a venture and then back in the Rose Hill gym, I believe the date's the 28th, two Saturdays from now, against GW coach as always thanks for making time for this as well it's always fun hanging out with you and uh we'll see both you guys again soon inside the gym great night to be around